bright and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 15. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. We've got loads to cover today. Uh, two f- uh, games that we've had uh, in the last week. Two games that are coming up in the next week. Speculation about Pochettino. Chances missed. Formations. The stadium. How we're doing versus last season. So it's a, a show that's packed full of stuff today. Um, I thought we'd start with the two games that we've played in the last week. Um, so we've picked up one point out of the last six in the Premier League. Uh, starting with a 2-1 away defeat at Leicester. What did we make of that? Um, it weren't great, was it, let's no. be honest. Um, it was, um, you know, giving away early goals to Leicester and then one right on half-time and then it was all a little bit too little too late in the second half. Maybe we should have had a point out of it. I don't think we really deserve much more than mm. that. But... A very, very disappointing result. Yeah, it was frustrating. I mean, the Vardy goal is a, quite a special goal. Like, I don't think you can do too much about it. It's one of them goals. He's made a nice run. Ball's played in and he's, you know I mean? he's effectively lobbed the keeper from the edge of the box. Yeah, I think you, you can criticise defenders, goalkeepers. You can go down that route. But, yeah, sometimes you just have to say, you know, everyone's there or thereabouts and you're beaten by the better player sometimes. Yeah. Um, so we found ourselves 2-0 down. Um we had a lot of chances. Even at 1-0, there were a lot of chances. Deli Ali had one in the first half. Sissoko had one in the first half. So we should have got level, really, at 1-0. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried. We're, we're a bit over-reliant on Kane at the moment. Mm. I'd like to see a few more goals around around the team, really. You know, Ali and Eriksson's goals have dried up. And we haven't seen goals from defenders, you know, from set pieces and that like we normally do. Yeah. So, um, and I was looking at our goals for today. It's it's not brilliant. I think Watford has scored more goals than us in the league. Mm. Um, but is part you know, of that down to the fact that we're a side where teams get everyone behind the ball and they don't teams don't really look to attack as whereas Watford teams would attack. So there's naturally going to be yeah, a bit more space. No, there is. I, I I think I think you're right, Jack. I think there, there is an occasion for that. I think I think I said before the the, the only teams who've come out and played attacking football at Wembley against us have all lost. Yeah, you know, the two in the Champions League and Liverpool. Um, it's going to be exactly the same as we come on to late and the game's coming up. Yeah, um, Kane's goal in the Leicester game was fantastic. I mean, it was a ball played into him and he's back to goal. It wasn't even a chance. And no. he got himself a half yard and levered it in. It was an absolutely it's fantastic centre-forward yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and we had chances after that as well. There was an Ericsson one. Which was a little bit. I felt from a little bit because it, he was slightly off balance and the ball was just behind we him. We should have had a draw. We should have had the draw. And I want to talk about the Lorente one as well, which was the best of the bunch. And you yeah. just think the goals that he has been well, that he scored at Swansea last season. You'd think balls in the back of the net, two two. Well, yeah, and I and I think we've got the ideal chance to play him in the week. So I yeah. think you know he needs to get off the mark, goal scoring. He needs game time. You know, it's very difficult to come off the bench and get straight into the game and all of a sudden be expected to do this and to do that. Yeah, um, I wasn't, whilst I was disappointed with the Leicester result, I wasn't worried because we created so many chances. And I was thinking games, if you create five or six chances, it's not as worrying as like the West Brom home game. I was a little bit more concerned because we didn't actually create heaps. But that Leicester game that saw the highlights and was like, we should have got a point out of it on chances created. It, it wasn't to be. Um, but then I was confident going into the Watford game. I mean, they'd had a, a big defeat. They lost 4-2 at home to Man United. Yeah. Um, but they're a team that have a go as well, which 
was why I was confident going into it, thinking they're not a team that's going to get 11 behind the ball, rely on set pieces. They're going to come and attack us and therefore leave space in behind, so it should make it slightly easy for our attacking players. Yeah, no, you're right, Jack. I think um, if I think it's a good comparison with the Man United-Watford game because I think Man United just had a little bit of luck here and there and they got a couple of worldy goals. Whereas with us, we just don't seem to be having a bit of luck every now and again, especially in front of goal. Admittedly, at the Watford game, we had a bit of luck at the end because that was a Stonewall penalty against Dyer. Um, yeah, we'll but, come on to that in a minute. You know, so, so it's very, very difficult. Um, I think um, when you're playing with 10 men, you know, sometimes if you, if you get out there with the point, then it's not, not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's di- again, disappointing to go behind early on. Um, that was a frustrating thing in the Watford game. Again, a bit of a sloppy goal. Um, but I thought when they once they got in front, we sort of come into the game and we started playing our stuff. And I was like, here we go. Like this is Spurs. We've got control of the game. We're getting players in dangerous positions. Um, the Sun goal was lovely. Uh, it was a lovely counter attack move. Lovely ball with Merrickson and Sun doing what Sun does and, and scoring big goals for us. Um, and at one one, I was thinking this this game's ours now. Um, but the turning point was the red card for Sanchez. Yeah. Um, which the, I mean, the game wasn't on telly, so I only had the radio commentary at the time. And straight away, it sounded like it was going to be a red, just from where the commentators were like, "Oh, Sanchez has blocked him high with an elbow." You're thinking, "Oh God, here we go." Um, so I wasn't sure what what the decision should or shouldn't have been until I saw yeah. the highlights. Um, and to me, it looked like a red card. I've seen them given and I've seen them not given. And it's one of them borderline ones. It goes, when, when things are going your way, it goes with you. And when things aren't, it kind of goes against yeah, you. And but he's done that quite a lot that this season, getting his arm across quite high. So it is going to be a lesson learned. Yeah, and Stato uh, emailed me earlier, and he, obviously he's a former referee, so yeah. his opinion on it is um, better than, than what mine is. Uh, but he said that Sanchez was correctly sent off at Watford. Uh, appealing it would have been futile and possibly even added a further game to the ban. Uh, the ball was two metres away to the Watford players' right. Whether or not Sanchez intended to elbow him, he did elbow him in the face. So it was it a, weren't intentional, but you no. know. You yeah. know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get across him, make Just it difficult. Across, and yeah. it, it, he's got done at the end of the day. Uh, at that point, then I was a bit, oh, now this could be a, a difficult game for us because obviously you were out order old already, then Sanchez sent off. You've only really got one out-and-out centre-half on the pitch. Um, but we dug in, we got the point. Like you said, we were a bit lucky with the penalty appeal, which should have been a penalty for them. And uh, I think it was Decore hit one from about 25 yards at the end, which was a beautiful strike, I which think, hit the um, post. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the, the defence at the moment mm. because, you know, with Sanchez out for three matches now, that includes the City game, unfortunately. He's a massive loss, Sanchez. Um, and and Vertonghen is only one booking away from a suspension. Um, basically, if he gets booked against Stoke, he'll miss Brighton. But if he gets booked against Brighton, he'll be out of the City game. Which would be disastrous. And that would be disastrous. Um, Mark Walsh wrote in on the Facebook page, actually. Uh, he's got a couple of questions for us. But his first one was, with Sanchez now out for the next three games, do you think a back three of Davis, Vertonghen and Dyer would be the way to go? Would it be worth calling Carter Vickers if that's an option, given we're defensively light? That's an interesting one, actually, because then you could still play Rose. Um, I think when we play City, we might go to four at the back. He might That might be the City, but... I think, yeah, the home games coming up, I would much sooner see us play that system. you know, With the three centre-halves? Uh, absolutely. Get Rose in the team, get Rose wide on that left, 
And yeah, I think that's a, that's quite a good thing. But but then you've got the chance of getting you know giving forth some games. You know, yeah. Um, good chance he might play in the Champions League. Yeah, but you'd think so. But, but he needs game time as well. But no, I, I Davis has played in that position for Wales, mm. and he's played very well. But when he's done it for Spurs, not too sure. I'm a, I'm a little bit sceptical. I think it's a great question for Mark. Yeah. He contributes most weeks, so thanks a lot. Um, personally, I'd go back to a back four now. With the injuries and that we've got, and you'd have I'd have Dyer and Vertonghen as my centre halves, and then whatever full backs you want, that's what I'd go with. You've always got the option of playing Rose in midfield, wide left. You could play him in front of Davis. There, that is an option. He was a midfield player. I'd like to see you know the game's coming up a bit of pace because mm. we know what Stoke and Brighton are going to do. So you know, well, Brighton have actually been quite tight at the back. Um, We'll, we'll come. We'll come on to previews on that in a bit. Um, but you'd stick with the back three, then you you'd play Davis. Yeah, in I there. think I would. Yeah, City. I might look at that a little bit different. I might try and pack the midfield out a bit more. Yeah, uh, that's quite a way away. Um, and Mark's other question was regarding our season so far. I remember the season which Leicester won, we had an absolute abysmal run in October, November, and did all right. But Man United and Chelsea are grinding out wins when they're not playing well. We're not doing that, which I think is what supporters are concerned with. Results breed confidence, and it shows we're lacking a bit. Um, I sort of agree with that. I don't think Man United have played particularly great all season. But what I would counter on that with is that you look at the league table. It, it's hard. We're hardly sort of like twelve and twelve points off of top four or anything like that. It, we're still well within touching distance of the top four. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, it, it's a bit difficult because um, Liverpool have had a bad spell and everyone was moaning about Klopp. And, you know, United had done the same and everyone was moaning. When United aren't winning, they're all moaning about the style of play. When they're winning, everything's rosy. Yeah. A good stat you're just saying about the top four is that we are actually, we're only 16 points in front of Swansea, who are bottom, and we're 18 points away it's from mad, the City, who are top. But you just can't keep up with City. They've dropped two points all season. Man City's record anybody is played 15... One fourteen, drawn one, lost none, scored forty six, let in ten. Forty four. They've scored twice as many goals as we have in the league this season. Yeah, and I think I think the issue is, it but they've bit, scored eleven more than anyone else. Yeah, it was so. a bit. It was a bit like they were Chelsea last year, Jack. You know, they went on that run in the thirteen straight games. You know, if you can go on a run like that, you're putting forty points on the board. Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a lot of it's points. A lot of points. Point, you know, it, it, just interestingly, because we were talking about Man United and their style yeah. and all that, they've had, they're actually second in goals scored this season. You wouldn't think that would you? They've scored thirty five no. goals. They've scored twelve goals more than they're us. They're not played. They're not. Play, I mean, they they played Woolwich at the weekend, but they're not played. They played Liverpool. They've still got some big games coming up, haven't they? You yeah. Know? So um, we'll we'll see where they are. Um, um, I still think we should be up there challenging United. I really do. Well, we're so we're currently sixth in the league. Uh, we've got twenty five points from fifteen games. United are in second with thirty five points. We're ten points behind United, which is not. I mean, we're fifteen games in. There's twenty three games still to go. You can you can make but points up at this stage, yeah. but that's quite a, a a way away. But having said that, we're three behind Woolwich, who are fifth with twenty eight, and we're four behind Liverpool, who are fourth with twenty nine, and we're only seven behind Chelsea, with third. So it's not it's not disastrous still, at the moment. Yeah, it's not great though because we've seen in the past couple of seasons, you know, we've been chasing Leicester and Chelsea down. Seven points is hard to make up. Really, really hard to make up especially when you're getting into March and April. 
you know, you've got that psychological thing that they've got to lose three games for you to get above yeah. them. So it's it's not easy, and we can't, you know, we can't afford them gaps to get bigger. We've got to put a bit more pressure on Chelsea. Yeah. Really, have. Um, there was some bizarre stuff on Twitter. Um, Potch out and the oh, not the God, nonsense. Yeah. Um, and it, it is an extremely, extremely, extremely small minority of fans that are even entertaining this. But I, I wanted to to talk about it just because it is completely ridiculous that people are even thinking about a change is needed or anything like that. We're on a bit of a bad run. Look where the man's taken us from where he's take from when he took over to where we are now. It it astounds I, me that people are even questioning him. I find it extraordinary. I mean, I. When we first got him in, I wasn't too sure. I'll be totally honest. I think the transformation in the club since he's been there has been remarkable. Is he the best manager you've seen? Um, I've, I've seen Bill Nick, so I can't no, say yes. Not, then. Uh, Keith Birkinshaw. Well, let, let, let there, me right? rephrase the question then. Is he the manager that has taken us the furthest? I know he hasn't won the trophy, but if you look at uh, day uh, one to, uh, to now. Yeah, uh, the improvement's been great. Um, the recruitment's been good and bringing the young players through has been good um, you think back I mean it was only about a week ago it was the 20th anniversary of Christian Gross rolling up at Spurs which you is know. mad and then you think about how bad things were with some of the managers we've had you know and it, it, it's always best when you have a manager there for a while if you you know if you think back we, we had four years of Harry Redknapp he's not everyone's cup of tea he certainly was mine because I think he did Brilliant for the club. Um, but I think he's also, again, with his spell, that was great. We did all right. But then we started chopping and changing with AVB, we had Sherwood. And then again, we was not doing so great. So you've got to stick with a manager. Top clubs, apart from Chelsea, top clubs do tend to stick with managers. Yeah, you know? and like I said, I, I just thought, I didn't, I didn't want to speak too much about it because then it's sort of fueling it's the fire. But just the fact that people were even mentioning it, I just thought was absolutely incredible. Um, he's an amazing manager. He's the best manager that, that I've seen since I've been going, including, like you say, Redknapp, but also including the likes of Yol, who yeah. took an average team places that really were punching above our weight. Um, but interestingly, I just, one more thing about Poch is just some of the, the, the squad players that he had when he first took over. And you just think about how... He's not been in charge that long, but the players that he has moved on in that time. And this is just a selection of names that were in the, the, the squad when, when yeah. he first became manager. So you've got Brad Friedel, Carl Norton, Michael Dawson, Zeki Fryers, Danny Rose, Tom Carroll, Etienne Capoue, Lewis Holtby, Andros Townsend, Aaron Lennon, Harry Kane, Ryan Fredericks, Eunice Cabal, Milos Velkovic, Eric Lamella, Christian Cabellios, Roberto Soldado, Ryan Mason, Iago Falque. That was the squad in his first game in charge. That was the match day squad. So from that squad of players, you've got Lamella is one, um, Kane is two, and I think that was it. For Danny Rose is three. Three players from his first squad. The Tongan and Eriksson were at the club though, then weren't they? Uh, they, were, they just weren't in the they and, weren't and, in that match day and squad. Larice as well would have, would have been at the club then yeah. as well. But um, yeah, no, no, it's. But as as I said before, and it's well documented now what I feel about this, is that players have improved under him. That's the thing, you know, what I would call players that were 7 out of 10 players are now 9 out of 10. Yeah. So, you know, 
and it's hard to keep the problem is it's hard to keep up with the Manchester clubs you know when they're going out spending 200 million pound on players every summer you know it's it's very difficult to keep in touch with that yeah um, do you think we need to move into the transfer window in January um, and the reason I ask is Colwood Bridge massive friend of the show uh, written on the Facebook page saying who do we bring in to freshen up the squad Zaha Richarlison Barkley it's impossible to replace Kane like for like do we go for players similar to Sam to add goals and pace um, I'd, I'd, there's a lot of speculation actually this week, weekend about Ross Barkley mm. and uh, Sam Allardyce who's you know, just taken over at Everton he's come out and said that he's not too sure whether Barkley's already a done deal uh, rumours are you know, Barkley turned down going and playing for Chelsea in the summer I hope that he comes and joins us you're a big fan aren't you? I am, I know he's keen I think he's what we need in midfield I think Dembele's to me doesn't look like he can play 90 minutes, but he's good at carrying the ball forward. I think Barkley can do that. Bring the, I think we've lacked that. Um, you know, it's okay keeping the ball and passing it, but sometimes when you've got teams with loads of players behind the ball, you, you need someone that can run at the back four, draw the d- defenders out, little one-twos in around. Yeah, I, I hope we get him. I really do. And I, and I think... I think we've got a good chance of getting him. And uh, I think so. I mean, especially yeah. if, if he's a player, like you say, that turned Chelsea down. Um, it must be it must be Spurs. There's an England connection. I'm on the fence with Barkley. I've seen games where I think he's been absolutely magnificent, but then I've seen periods of three months where he's not done much. But it, going back to Parch with the right coaching... Yeah, that's what I think, Jack. I think... Um, he's one of them, what you would probably describe as a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 player... I think Poch can get him, you know, the right coaching, the right, I think doing the right things off the field and that trying to keep a little bit of weight off of him as well. If you look at the attributes you know, that Barkley's got as well, he's got them all. It's just the decision making and knowing what you've got to do. Yeah. Um, and if you look at players that are that are similar at Spurs from when Poch took over to now, like Danny Rose, his physical attributes have always been excellent. He's always had an engine, pace, yeah. aggression. He's always had that, but it's been his decision making. Yeah. It's been clues. You see him diving on the halfway and you think, what are you doing? Or you try and take an extra man instead of crossing it. That's what Pochettino brings. So I mean, there's been quite a lot of speculation with Rose, isn't there? You know, possibility of him going to United. Yeah. What um, What would you do with Rose? Would you Would you move him on if If he If it's a case of he doesn't want to play for us anymore, I'd keep him for this year. I I I don't think you can move him on in January because all you're doing is saying to Man United, here you go, you know, you, you're guaranteed to finish above us. Mm-hmm. I know even you took a forty five million. You know, we let Walker go for fifty four. There's a good bit of business still, but at the end of the day, what did we do? You know, all we've done is we've strengthened Man City. They had a problem at right back. We strengthened Man City. Mm-hmm. It's no different, no different to Chelsea selling Matic to United, because that was a problem. But you know, United wanted to buy Dyer. Yeah. You know, um, that was Mourinho's first choice, and then he went for Matic, and that was a, a, a position that they were weak in. Um, so you know, we've been down this route before. You know, selling yeah. Berbatov and Carrick and yeah. all the top. You know. Even we, you know, even gave Robbie Keane to Liverpool at one point, you know. Yeah, money's fine. And I know there's an issue with money at the club at the moment, you know, with the new new ground and that going up. But I'm not convinced, you know, we've been here before with this. Yeah. And we're, we're not going to catch the teams above us if we sell them, if we sell them our best players. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I, I agree with that pretty much, 100%. Simon Mitchell on the Facebook page. Three options. Which one do you take now? Option one. Second place in the league, yeah. Champions League quarterfinals, yeah, and the FA Cup quarterfinal, yeah, which is a good season. That's a good yeah, season. Yeah. Option two, 
fourth place in the league, Champions League semi-finals, yeah. FA Cup fourth round, yeah. or option three, sixth place, yeah. Champions League quarter-finals, yeah. FA Cup winners. Yeah, no, it's, it's always an issue, what, isn't what, it? What one are you going with? So, option one, second in the league, quarter-finals in the Champions League, quarter-finals in the FA Cup. Option two, fourth in the league, semi-finals in the Champions League, fourth round of the FA Cup. Oh, I don't, we, we, third we, and final, sixth place in the league, quarter-finals, Champions League, FA Cup win. I think we need to throw the kitchen sink at the FA Cup, personally, because I think we need to try and win something. The problem is, the thought of going back to playing in the Europa League mm. fills me with dread. You know, because it's always the same. We've been there with the Europa League, and you watch all these great games Tuesday and Wednesday, and then, you know, you've got... FC yeah. Sheriff or someone yeah. like that at home. Whereas this this year, you know, we've been playing. We're we're the ones that are playing Real Madrid on the Wednesday yeah. night. We're the ones that are playing Dortmund on the Tuesday, and then we're watching you know Woolwich play all these rubbish Rockstar, teams. Belgrade, yeah, on the Thursday. So what one would you go for out of oh, the three? Then having said that, God, do you want me? Should, should, should I answer first? I would take. I'm going to go with the trophy. Uh, that's exactly what I do. I would take sixth place. Champions League quarterfinals and FA Cup victory because I think actually we're at the point and I've got all these top players and people will be like oh but if you didn't get in the Champions League you're going to lose all your stars I actually think the point we're at players would be more likely to leave if we didn't win a trophy than I, I, if we weren't in the Champions League I think League. the issue is is come the summer when England are out in the World Cup Cole Walker's going to be waving his championship medal around at them all and they're going to think, oh, I don't know, he's up there, he's earning twice as, he's mm. earning twice as much, whatever, how much more money he's earning, and he's starting to win trophies now. Mm. And that, that's a bit of a head-turner. And the, the, the difference, that's a br- brilliant question from Simon. Yeah, it's um, difficult. The difference, I think, is attracting a, new, a potential sign-in, saying we're in the Champions League next year, is better than saying we've just won the FA Cup. Yeah, it but is. But keeping yeah. a player... Yeah. I think it's better to be like, we've just won the FA Cup together, rather than next season when we play all, Champions League. All the great teams that have gone on a, a trophy-winning run have to start somewhere. And I think you said this last year with Mourinho. He's the master at it. When he went to Chelsea, made sure he won the League Cup. League and then, and then when he went to Man United last season, he made sure, right, I've been here six months, I've got the trophy on the board, pressure's off. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, is get... You know, don't want to depress people. We've won one trophy in nineteen years. Yes, yeah, yeah. I but don't want to depress people. I think I think it's... that's a really, really brilliant question from Simon. And tweet us in or write us to us on Facebook about what response you would do to that because I'd just be interested to see what yeah. everybody else thinks. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think the difference is keeping a player or attracting a player. There's a difference. Yeah. And I think if you said to Deli Ali, we just won the FA Cup, like next season we're going to go go again and try and win another trophy, it's easier to keep him rather than, I went one with him, but you've got Champions League group stage to look forward to. It's difficult again, you know, because you know the Manchester clubs have thrown the kitchen sink at it again. Yeah. It's difficult to stay in touch, but I think, you know, let's let's try and at least be the top London club again this year. We we can do it. We can do it. Definitely. There's two games this week. So we've got Apoel at home on Wednesday night. And we beat them 3-0 away in the Champions League. Yeah. Kane scored a hat-trick. Um, they were, it wasn't as comfortable as the no, scoreline suggests. 3-0 flattered us, I thought. Um, but once we got the first goal in that game, yeah, uh, we I thought fine. we looked pretty good. We're already through. We're group winners. There's absolutely no pressure on us yeah. whatsoever. Um, we need, what need would, to win it, though, still. We need to win. What we would you do team selection-wise? I'm going to rest players all over the place. 
We've got a lot of games coming up. I would, wouldn't play Kane. No, I wouldn't play on Kane. On the bench. I think Ericsson needs a rest. He played the two games for Denmark recently. Um, I'd leave Ali in the team because I think he's lacking a bit of form. Um, and maybe we could bring, you know, Sissoko a proper start. Yeah. Give Rose a game, get Winks Rose Winks as well, minutes for Winks. Winks, he's, been, he's yeah. missed a few games. Yeah, and he? he's just slightly gone off the ball a bit. But yeah, I think Champions League suits Winks. Yeah. Aurier? Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, give Foyth a game in Foyth the second half, yeah. yeah. I, I would say Vertonghen could do it, but you can't, there's not really much that come in no, from because but, but if you got in front, arguably, if you could get a couple of goals in front, you could do what we talked about earlier, you know, play Davis in a three and get Yan out of there because I think that's important as well. Maybe um, he will do that. Maybe he will play Davis and Rose and be, look, this is what, you know. I'm looking to do, I let's mean, get minutes under I mean, there. Eric Dice seems to play every game as well. Yeah. But he, again, you know, he played them two games for England and yeah. two full games. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. Yeah. But, but yeah, you've got to make changes. You've got to use the squad. Um, you've got to go, you know, deep down into the squad. Eric Lamella could start. Well, I that's I, an I, he can't. He's still... Oh, no, he's not he's, registered. You did say that. Yeah, not, sorry, which is yeah. a bit frustrating, yeah. but he's not registered, so he can't play, unfortunately, because that would have been a perfect game for him. Yeah, um, But hopefully, there'll be rotation. It's an opportunity for players that don't necessarily start to get some game time. Hopefully, there'll be goals. I'd like to think we could stick a few past them and, and yeah. get a victory. It'd be fantastic to win, and then we've just dropped points in one game we've won every other game yeah. that would be amazing yeah. to be able yeah. to say that drop drop points away from Madrid I think we'd have, yeah. we'd, we'd have um, taken that but I'm, I'm confident I think we'll beat them 2-0 um, yeah and it, if, if I could have anything to happen it would be Lorente to get on the score sheet that's the, if that that's can happen vital. that would be massive yeah I think that's pretty vital I think that you know he, he could have a big say and I know Cole was talking about you know another striker in the window um, yeah, Kane got injured. We're 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 basically up, you know, good streak without you know out of paddle. Yeah. But it's a difficult one. Um, it's who you're going to get in. And any striker comes. I think Morata when he signed for Chelsea in the summer said, "Oh, Spurs were interested in me, but I didn't want to sit on the bench." Mm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It is tough. It is, it's... But hopefully Fernando can do it. Get on the score sheet, yeah, break absolutely. his duck, and then hopefully can hit the ground running. And then we got Stoke. Yes. A few days after that, so we got Stoke on Saturday at home, which. Again, it's not going to be an easy game. You know they're going to come to Wembley. Men behind the ball. No football in the first half. They're just going to yeah. slow the game down. Basically, do what West Brom did. Try and nick well, an early goal. I want to see us on Saturday come out the traps, you know, full on for the first 20 minutes. Well, they were saying that just, on Match of the Day, that we've started games quite slowly. If you think back to White Hart Lane last year... You know, we were, within a minute, we were on the attack. Yeah. And that's what we've got to do. We, we don't want to, you know, all of a sudden start thinking, oh, we're nice and comfy here, you know, players behind the ball, they're not doing a lot. Let's go out and let's get the early goal and let's give them something to think about, you know. Uh, they're, they're a funny team, Stoke. You know, I, I, I watch them a bit on TV and one week they look all right and the next week yeah. they look absolutely dire. They've got, they're a side that they've got a 6-0 loss in them. Like yeah. They've got an absolute, yeah. they can let a few goals in and collapse. Yeah. They're not the defensive side they once were, though. That's no. what I would say. They're not as solid. I think Shawcross has lost lost a little bit of pace yeah, in the he central defence. He's still he a good look, player. He didn't look that. Um, and I still think they've got a few 
a few foreign Shaqiri's players who are not really up for the fight sometimes. Yeah, you know? but they've also they've got a few players like Shakiri on his day can can do something. Yeah. They brought in that Chu promoting who's scored quite yeah. a few goals and Crouch is always a bit of a threat. But yeah. again, and Joanne is not a bad player. Joanne is not bad. We should be looking at it Stoke at home, and that should be, again we should be looking. We at have winning. to win. We've got to start because, as I said earlier, the, the the gap above us is growing, and we 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 can't let that gap above us grow any bigger than it is. Yeah. We Prediction really for the Stoke game. I'm going to go a nervy 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Oh, I'm going to go for a predictable 1-0. I'll, I'll take Kane anything. in the second half, yeah. uh, which would be interesting. Uh, but like I said, hopefully we can get the job done there. Um, you want to talk about the stadium as well. Because the, any, for anybody that's not following it, get on the club website or the club Twitter page and you can see all pictures of how the new stadium's yeah. looking. It looks absolutely fantastic at the moment. And yeah. the progress we're making is unbelievable. The south stand in particular is looking really good. This is, this is the end with, with 17,000. One, one, uh, 63 rows from front to back. Um, what I like, the, the, the latest pictures were showing kind of underneath the stands, the concourse areas. Yeah. And, and what I've noticed, one thing at Wembley, one little advantage at Wembley is, you know, you've got these lovely wide areas before you go in the ground. And, and that, it's a nice experience for the fans. Yeah, that's isn't it? nice because, and, and the beer's about a five or a pint, which isn't totally the end of the world. A um, couple of things with the ground. Um, I was at. Um, I was at the O2 for something a few weeks ago, and it's the same um, caterers at the O2, Levy Restaurants, believe it or not, mm. it's, it, no connection, um, who have got the contract at Tottenham, and some of the prices are horrendous. Mm. And I just hope at Spurs we're, you know, there's a lot of talk about trying to get people in the ground a bit earlier and things like that. You've got to have the beer reasonably priced, and it would make such a great atmosphere, you know, if you could get a lot of people in the ground half hour 40 minutes before um costs that uh, i read read today the costs heading towards the one billion mark a thousand million pound that does include the whole scheme though yeah that's some we've already paid for and the housing that's going in afterwards because um, that's a that's a thing as well that i do think a lot of people forget about the stadium is obviously it's going to be amazing the supporters going there but what Tottenham actually doing for that community is they're completely changing people's lives there's, there's the Tottenham Hotspur um, foundation which does amazing work across yeah. all different parts of Tottenham and that always gets overlooked they've put up do you know what I mean housing in the, in the entire Tottenham area the high street is getting renovated and it's it, the whole area is going from a place that was not fantastic to be honest and the club deserves so much credit for actually what it's doing outside of football there yeah, I, I I agree with that. You know, obviously for people listening overseas, you know, it is quite a low, you know, not a great place to live. It's a low income area, isn't it? Yeah, it is. and and they had crime, and and obviously years ago there's there's been riots in in Tottenham as well. Um, but you know, yeah, the club's done really well. I think the transport infrastructure is still going to be an issue. Um, it was before. I don't think there's much movement on the White Hart Lane redeveloping that no. station and doing that up, you know, that's not fit for purpose. And we've seen when we've been at Wembley this year, admittedly, yeah, there's 90,000 people, but Wembley's served by three stations. Tottenham's only served by two for 60. You know, a lot of people can walk to Seven Sisters. Yeah, that's the third station. But yeah, it's a bit of a worry, the cost. And um, it's a bit of a worry that we've not got any sponsorship in place yet. I'm sure we will have before. I'm sure that behind the scenes, Lee yeah. is working on that and he's got a 
It'll have, it'll have a deal in place yeah. by the time. Or yeah, let's hope so. Because, you know, the idea is, is, you know, if you've got... The Echoes of Glory Arena. The Echoes of Glory Arena will be uh, great. Yeah, they can even play the theme tune. We'll set up a, um, a Just Giving page if anybody wants to donate a billion pounds. I think I think we're a little bit short of about 35 million yeah. a year that Levy wants, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so like I said, a few big games this week. Hopefully we can get two victories. Keep the faith as well. Ignore all of the... The Pochettino... Oh, it's rubbish. ...craziness that's going on. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Jason does a lot. Jamie Redknapp on TV. We love Alan Mullery. Raziak, don't come back. Andersimovic. Nico Crenshaw substitution. Tom Hardlister's distribution. Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco. He's linguistic skills. Scott Parker could not try harder. Danny Rose is 30 yarder. Darren Bent's headed wide. Sandra could have scored that. Heroes in blue and white. We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright 
But it makes me sad that Steven was so bad Bobby Keane in the box Edgar David Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White How dare a S for kick Two dare is to do Clive Allen Paul Allen Joe Allen Les Allen Rory Allen Russell Allen Allen Gilsey Lily White's from White on Lane Kazuyuki Soda Bentley's free kick over We treat Judas with disdain His transfer was a farce So shove him up your arse Liam Walker's page to go That's Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife Edrington loved the cookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Coccinola undressed Point won't give up the fight Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep spot David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Schiff is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White's from White on May If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane To win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim fading high Then our football story will echo with glory